Hi, and welcome to another episode of Speaking of Signify. I am your host. My name is Ryan Miller. In this episode, I sit down for a chat with Harsh Jitale, leader of Signify's Digital Solutions Division. Harsh and I start off talking about how and why Signify's professional lighting division became Digital Solutions, and we finish off by finding out his favorite type of music. And in between, we cover all sorts of fascinating subjects, from sustainability to the value of an evolving mindset. So, let's get into it. Good morning, Ryan. Uh, so, my name is Harsh Chitale, and I lead a division called Digital Solutions at Signify. That's our professional lighting business, which covers uh, both fixtures as well as lighting controls and systems. Digital solutions. Can you talk about how whatever was before became digital solutions? Yeah, that's a great question, Ryan. Uh, as you might know, we were called a professional uh, business, business group professional, uh, prior to getting renamed as digital solutions. And the change of name uh, signified the way the lighting industry is uh, moving forward. Uh, we believe that all lights over the next few years would get connected. Uh, that uh, connectivity penetration is going at a rapid pace. And when the light points get connected, they start creating value, which is beyond just illumination. All light points start generating data. And using that data, you can drive a whole lot of new value propositions. It could be employee productivity. It could, it could be better utilization of space. It could be tracking of... Uh, people for safety. It could be tracking of assets in warehouses. It could be uh, driving crop productivity. All of these things start getting enabled as uh, each of these light points start becoming IoT devices. And uh, that's not something which is far out in future. We see it happening today, uh, getting used commercially in that manner. And uh, to uh, denote that direction uh, in which we see uh, lighting industry moving, we actually change the name from uh, professional lighting, which was a very old kind of a nomenclature to uh, digital solutions. Now, can you talk, as you've talked about the technology and, and how that is changing and, and, and maybe the, the uses, but there's, a, there's an accompanying mindset that is, uh, that is evolving within Signify and maybe, maybe beyond in, in terms of partners and suppliers and, and, and customers and those things. Can you talk about the, the evolving mindset? No, absolutely. So this change of direction uh, means changes for everybody, right? From employees to suppliers to our supply chain, uh, our go-to market. Uh, let's take one by one. So uh, for uh, our uh, organization, internal organization, uh, the way digital ecosystem or digital offerings get created is very different from uh, how conventional offerings were created. Uh, digital offerings by nature have a lot of software and software is not developed as you make it one time and forget it till you change a product. Software keeps evolving as we are used to, let's say, uh, bug fixes and new uh, versions of iOS getting updated on our uh, uh, iPhones, for example. Over there, updates keep happening once in a few weeks. New functionality keeps getting added all the time. Uh, so a product lives and grows over a period of time. Uh, that's what would now start happening with these uh, lighting devices where you may start with functionality A, but that functionality could keep on growing and evolving. And that's a new way of developing an offering for uh, those who've traditionally developed a static product. Second, this development is also uh, in most cases code development. It's done iteratively. Uh, 
you start working with some set of customers, you learn along the way, you develop, you test, iterate, improve, again develop. And that's the new agile development methodology. So increasingly our product development is moving to this new way of developing, which is agile iterative development. That's let's say just in terms of product management, R&D, offering creation. Even when we take those products as uh, products to market, a lot of our customer interaction is now shifting to online world. The way con consumers want to uh, search for our offerings, compare offerings with what's available, configure those offerings, uh, then select an order, uh, track where those uh, deliveries are. All of that, everybody wants to do exactly the way we experience it in our personal world, where we are doing a lot of our personal transactions uh, through e-commerce. Exactly similar experience customers are wanting, our installers are wanting, specifiers are wanting to have in digital world. So that's a different way of interfacing with customers to which now our go-to-market organization uh, needs to get used to. Organizations and customer stakeholders to who we now sell is no longer just uh, facility managers who bought lights, but because now you create values that go beyond illumination, we need to be able to reach out to uh, marketing organization, business organization, uh, IT folks in the customer. So that's again a different skill set to improve. This moving uh, from a fixture industry to a digital IoT device ecosystem means uh, changes for sales, changes to marketing, changes to uh, the way we develop products. And by the way, it also makes uh, things different for our supply chain and manufacturing because uh, ecosystem of uh, digital products moves very, very rapidly. Within a year or two, you're already one generation old versus in a conventional world, what you made 100 years ago could get sold and never lost value. Here, if you don't quickly ramp up and sell and uh, go to its full potential in one to two years, you've probably uh, lost the value of that innovation. So the ecosystem of supply chain and manufacturing also needs to uh, move differently. So it's a completely uh, 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 different way of thinking and competencies that we need to build for us as well as our partners. So my, I have, two questions, I, th I think, or a related question, which is one, where do you think, so that's in terms of this evolution, and it seems as if this evolution is internal, and then on every external front, where do you see, what is the maturity within Signify at this point in time? And just related, how are we doing? You know, is this, is it, yep. are we where we yep. want to be? Are we ahead of schedule, behind schedule? So those are the question. Yeah, so uh, uh, as an industry, I think we are at an early phase in this evolution. If you see how many light points are out there and how many of them have got connected, uh, two th only 2% two, 2 or 3% of them have got connected. So that means still 98% are yet to get connected. And as more and more of the light points will get connected, and here I'm talking about the install base, out of the total points which are out there, Still 98% are yet to get connected. And as more and more would get connected, more and more data will get generated and use cases would emerge. So as an industry, we are at an early phase in this evolution. Uh, it's growing very, very rapidly, but still at an early phase. It, with that as a context, when I see where we are as a signifier, I think we've been leading the pack because uh, as a company, we've been investing ahead of the curve. We started investing in this journey five, six years back. Uh, we've uh, probably invested... Uh, few hundreds of millions of dollars already in uh, this journey. 
much ahead of this industry beginning to get connected and talking digital. Hence, I would say uh, when we see internally, it's good to have positive dissonance. We still want to go faster and we say, hey, we are not digital enough. We are not agile enough. We need to improve our customer uh, interfacing platforms, uh, integrated uh, uh, supply chains with uh, uh, digital, digital frameworks. I think we have positive dissonance about it and we want to accelerate and do faster. But relative to where the rest of this industry is, I think we are uh, way ahead of the curve. Uh, uh, that's how I would put it. So way ahead of the curve compared to competitors, but still a lot more to do, considering that one day every light point will get connected. So for that world, are we adequately uh, uh, adequately staffed or ready in terms of competencies? Are we fully there in terms of our uh, internal systems? Not yet. So it's a journey on which uh, uh, I think we need to accelerate further. The question is then, so where are our priorities and what do you see, not necessarily in the short term, but maybe the, the short, medium term, how do we accelerate? No, I know we are talking a lot about digital and uh, there is a priority about digital, but digital is not an end in itself. It's a means to creating value. And I think a uh, lot of our focus uh, needs to be, and is rightly so, in uh, what value do you create when you go digital. And uh, that's why right now, a lot of our priorities are focusing on the customer to identify those sources of value that when you get Lightpoint connected and you, when you start getting data out of it, what can you do for the customer? And uh, working with them to create those value propositions, making sure those value propositions are piloted. And then if they are seen to be uh, useful, then they are scaled up rapidly is where I think a lot of our focus is right now. And uh, that's why we see uh, uh, we uh, focusing on uh, various use cases, whether it be in agricultural lighting, where we can track uh, crop growth remotely, and uh, you can then predict what will be the yield out of the crop, where you can uh, do interventions in terms of different light recipes. So that's one, one form of uh, value creation that gets right. Or where you look for offices and see how can we... Uh, manage the space in offices better? How can we make offices safer by looking at how many people are there in any enclosed space? Uh, and are we overcrowding in a space? Uh, how can we improve uh, employee productivity by ensuring that they don't have to search for an empty space or empty uh, uh, conference room? So looking at these different kind of use space uh, use cases and uh, uh, creating value propositions and deploy them, deploying them is where the priorities are. I think we being ready in terms of those competencies internally and uh, having that digital mindset is just the means to an end. So when you are asking me questions and we are going down the track of digital, I don't want to make that an end in itself and quickly shift focus to what as the business we want to drive for our customers and uh, our organization as a whole. That's clear. I'm just going to try and summarize. So is it fair to say that it, they're kind of twin developments or twin tracks where one is it's building the capacity and then it's checking to make sure that we're on the, the right track and we're adding the value for the customers and piloting projects and then making sure and then reinvesting back in the business to to grow those places uh, grow in those places that add value and then back and forth yeah. kind of stitching them together then my next question is really so just to put it all in context what other growth priorities do we have 
last year, we actually unveiled our new strategy. And uh, I think we've talked a lot about that, which is the five frontier strategy. Within that, one exciting dimension or one uh, frontier that we worked on for sustainability. And I think that's a, a very interesting thing for us as an organization, for everybody in the company, and also for customers. What we see is if you want to build a business, which is there not for one year, two years, but for decades to come, you need to focus on solving some mega challenges ahead of the world. You can solve something which is immediate, tactical, and make a business for six months. But if you want to build an organization that really lasts, then you need to be creating value by solving big problems that world is dealing with. When we started looking at what those big problems ahead of the world are, we looked at what United Nations debated. All the nations came together and looked at what are these mega challenges, and they identified 17 areas that everybody in the world or all nations need to focus on, and they were then captured in what's called sustainable development goals. Out of those 17 areas, we realized that there are six which we as a leading lighting company can directly contribute to. And we have a unique capability to directly contribute to those. And we pick those areas as areas to focus on and innovate on and to create more offerings to uh, help world be a better place. And those are climate action. Those are about circularity, which is where world has less and less of resources to uh, cater to the growing needs of a richer world. Already, you know, we consume 1.6 times the entire, or, or what world consumes today is 1.6 times what can sustainably be managed in terms of Earth's resources. Third uh, mega challenge ahead of the world is food security. We will have 3 billion more people 30 years from now, but we have less arable land and we don't have more water. So how do you feed this uh, growing population that wants more nutrient-rich and protein-rich food? Fourth area is... Uh, world is urbanizing. 70% of world's population is going to be living in cities in this decade itself. And as we know, as uh, you crowd more and more in a city, also crime rate increases, potential for traffic accident goes up. So how do you make cities more uh, livable and more, make them safer? So safety and security was the fourth mega challenge. And as we've seen in the recent uh, last few quarters, we are also dealing with increasing concerns around health and well-being. COVID pandemic was a big reminder of a kind of world that we are living in where we'll constantly keep facing one wave or the other and we need to uh, arm ourselves, prepare ourselves as a human race to uh, mitigate those risks. So climate action, circularity, food security, safety and security and health and well-being. We said these are the five areas where lighting has a unique role to play and those are the five areas where we are building a lot of our growth levers going forward. So various lighting control systems to make address the challenge of climate actions or not just providing LEDs which give more energy efficient light, but why can't we just eliminate the need of uh, electricity by having solar lights, by penetrating more and more of our portfolio, which is solar and hybrid. So you can put them even in New York and in Amsterdam and connect them to the grid because grid is available everywhere. But when sun is there, you don't have to draw from the grid. It can use solar energy. It can store it in a battery, and only when that energy uh, that is stored in a battery using sun, uh, solar energy is exhausted, only then you have to draw from the grid. So solutions like that to fight climate action. Or uh, with our 3D printed solutions where we can reduce 47% uh, footprint of uh, a carbon footprint of a fixture. Or solutions uh, with our agricultural lighting. We have 150 light recipes to drive uh, crop productivity. 
or a productivity out of a barn. So all of these areas is where I think we are innovating. And I think that's the exciting part that we are innovating, creating new value. And in doing so, we are actually truly delivering on our purpose of brighter lives for a better world. I think that's that's the interesting and exciting part. I know that sustainability really is at the heart of our purpose. And in addition to making the world a better place or brighter lives in a better world, I know it's also something that people who come to Signify, come to work or come for an internship are really attracted by because they see that Signify really walks the talk about sustainability. And the other frontier is about being a great place to work. So can you talk about what else makes Signify a great place to work? Uh, we know there's the sustainability piece, but what, what else really makes this company yeah. so uh, so dynamic? Yeah. So so uh, what makes one energized to come and work at Signify every day? What's our employee value proposition? If you see, uh, everybody wants to work in an organization that makes a difference. And today, whosoever gets to work at Signify is energized by the fact that we are making a difference to the world. And by the way, this difference to the world is not because we say so, but the rest of the ecosystem recognizes. For example, and there are some personal stories around it. We make a world a difference to any country's economy. They strive to make their society better. And I experienced this when I was uh, back in India. At that time, new government was trying to uh, define its vision for the country. And uh, we're saying we want to make smart cities we want to uh, go to all the rural villages that are not electrified and give them access to light. We want to uh, enrich the uh, old heritage, which is out there. There are 100,000, I think, uh, heritage sites. How do we make bring them to life and tell their stories and increase tourism and, and so on and so forth. So different, let's say, different levers that were being worked upon. As Signify, or at that time, Philips Lighting, I just wrote a mail to the prime minister. And this is a very interesting story, uh, seeking time, saying that, hey, this is the new agenda that you've rolled out. And we believe we as Philips Lighting or Signify have uh, much to contribute in that agenda. And guess what? Leader of 1.3 billion people contacts to say through his office, of course, he didn't call his principal secretary called to say, we got this mail and you have time to come and speak. And uh, actually gave time. Eric also came. And then uh, me and Eric, uh, we had this uh, very interesting meeting with the prime minister who listened to us intently on what we want to uh, contribute to. How do we want to take solar lights to rural villages? How do we want to uh, ledify the entire country? How do we want to contribute to making cities safer through the smart cities, smart street lighting kind of a vision? And guess what? That happened four years back. Each and every element that we uh, discussed and suggested, each and every element was picked up as a policy action. And a lot of that has got implemented at scale. Now, this is what people see and signify. You know, this is what then energizes you that, hey, you know, what we said has actually made a difference to a country. And this, by the way, I experienced there. This is what our teams are experiencing in China. When uh, Chinese government wants to talk of uh, different uh, organizations that have made a difference and invited many of them to come and speak on their 70th year of celebration of their, their 90th, 70th year of celebration when they got liberated in 1949. We were one of the few organizations that were invited to come and speak on that platform. So this is what we experience around the world, that we are a company that makes a difference. Uh, second, that I think energizes everybody to... Uh, work at Signify is we don't make a difference just by doing good things, but we make a difference by actually innovating. We are the innovator. Uh, you know, we have 
probably five times the spend of R&D and innovation. We have over 19,000 intellectual assets, uh, probably more than main number two, number three, number four, number five put together. So we, we are making a difference also by innovating and by redefining what lighting can do. And in doing so, we want to do it in a manner where we create a work environment that's very inclusive. And in the current context, many parts of the world, we've seen how inclusiveness is a hot topic and a very sensitive topic because some sections of the society have been excluded, uh, historically have not had an equal opportunity and equal uh, involvement. We've seen uh, increase, increasing dissonance and we are actually wedded to making ourselves a diverse and an inclusive organization. If you see our leadership team at different levels, you will not see it concentrated with one type of nationality. You know, we have people with different nationality across different layers of leadership. We have people with different races in different uh, layers of our leadership. And on many of these dimensions, we even have taken quantified goals, for example, on gender diversity. We have actually made a public statement that in next five years, we want to double the ratio of uh, senior leaders who are females in our leadership team. So we've even made uh, bold commitments such as that. So we are building an organization that creates innovation, creates offerings to make the world a better place, and by being extremely inclusive and diverse. I think these are the three things that personally energizes me, and I'm sure probably energizes many folks who work at Signify. What I want to do now, Harsh, is make sure that we have a little bit of time to, to ask you five alternative questions. So these will be personal questions that really have nothing to do with, uh, with work or Signify. Are you ready? Yep. So we've been in a pandemic for quite a while and spent a lot of time at home. And I want to know what's a silver lining that you can bring out of spending so much time at home? First and foremost, I think it uh, gave all of us more time to be with our families. This was a unique time where everybody got time to spend with growing children. And uh, everybody's at home. They are also studying uh, remotely. So I think that was a unique opportunity to rebond with the family. On a professional front, I think we all learned how to trust each other better in a remote setting. You don't need to be physically together, but uh, trust what's happening remotely is happening to its best ability. And uh, uh, that's why I think we also see that getting reflected in our entire organization's uh, NPS core. I think trust is a factor that drives engagement. And we've seen what has uh, it done to our NPS core, which is at an all-time high. So I personally learned how to trust remote teams uh, without having interacted with them uh, very frequently. Third, I think uh, in a remote setting when you're interacting, I think it also helps uh, strengthen your listening capability because in this setting, you have to, uh, as a protocol itself, listen to the other person because in a team setting when all of you are in a room, there can be parallel conversations, but not in a team meeting setting. So I think it also personally has helped me improve a bit of my listening skills. I think there's a lot more to improve on that, but I think it has helped me improve a little bit of listening skills. My next question, Harsh, I'm just trying to think, is how do you unwind? A couple of things I do. I uh, like to run or play. Uh, right now, play outside is not possible, at least for next few weeks, uh, since we are locked down here in uh, Amsterdam. But otherwise, I do uh, spend seven, eight hours a week in uh, playing some sports. 
And right now, in the absence of that, uh, just run on a treadmill or run outside. Uh, I think that's a time for yourself uh, with, where you can think. That's one way to unwind. Uh, second, I also uh, unwind by doing a lot of reading. I love to read and uh, read a uh, lot of nonfiction, read a lot of things happening in economy, health, technology. It gives a great, uh, let's say, a break from regular day-to-day -day work to read about new concepts that are emerging and get some inspiration from some of them. Do you have a book that you could recommend Maybe something you read recently or something that you, you often find yourself giving to people as a gift. So uh, recently, in fact, you know, uh, uh, I went through a very nice book that a colleague recommended, which is Five Dysfunctions of a Team. And how do you, uh, you know, go through the step-by-step -step approach to uh, make a very, very effective team from which otherwise was not a team which was highly functional going in one direction. I thought uh, that was a great... Uh, book. In fact, then we read as a team in the entire team. And we, uh, you know, decided to adopt some of the practices and use that as a way of improving our team effectiveness. I also read some time back an old book, which uh, I had seen only the book review, but then with this uh, pandemic got more time to go through it again, which is emotional intelligence. It's all about, you know, how it's 97% of success is EQ and only 3% is IQ. So that was a a second uh, good one. Different topics, but uh, these two, these two come to my mind. Do you like cooking at home? And if so, what is your, what is your finest meal that you prepare? Uh, I'm not a cook. That's not a <laughs> skill I have uh, uh, learned yet or okay. invested in. Okay. So, uh, so take I'm out. ready, ready to, yeah, ready to cook or uh, take out order kind of a guy. Okay. Let's say you, you do your finest takeout and you have a chance for this meal to bring anyone in the world to dinner with you. So they'll just say this, your family's away. They're not around. So who, who do you bring uh, and, have, and have a meal with? Who do I bring and have a meal with? Ah, that's an interesting question. It depends. You know, there are so many people one would like to uh, get to meet and interact with. Uh, sometimes it's uh, Barack Obama. Sometimes it could be... Uh, um, a great, uh, uh, great, you know, innovator who's made a difference. In fact, you know, interestingly, uh, this is the hundredth year of Nobel Prize for uh, uh, theory of light of uh, Einstein. He got his Nobel Prize for theory of light, not for relativity. And he, uh, you know, the Nobel Committee was searching for reason to give him an award, and finally, they uh, they said theory of light. And we are a company that's, you know, all about lighting. Of course, Einstein is not there, but, you know, he's one of my great heroes. If there was a magic wand in which I could get to spend a few minutes with him, uh, that would be one to have a meal with. Well, in this scenario, because it is imaginary, let's say uh, you do have that magic wand. So let's say uh, Albert Einstein and, uh, and why not have Barack Obama there? Because I think he could only contribute to making that a better conversation. So that would, that sounds like a, like a hell of a dinner party. <laughs> Absolutely. Do you have um, a song or a playlist or, or a, a band that you listen to either when you, when you need to really get, get energized maybe for a run or for something uh, for some other purpose or alternately to, to relax and, and soothe yourself? Yeah. So, you know, I grew up uh, listening to Bollywood. And a lot of times, the music that you grow up with is the music that you live with. 
for me it's a lot of the bollywood uh, music and uh, that's what is my playlist when i'm running uh, ar rahman fortunately now he's someone who's also known around the world with his uh, music for uh, uh, queen you know the movie on elizabeth or movie uh, uh, slum dog millionaire the song jai ho so uh, uh, ar rahman is on my playlist you know for sure great yeah and that uh, that jai ho song is a uh, is definitely uh, an energizer for yeah. sure when you want to go from 6 miles an hour to 8 miles an hour on the <laughs> treadmill you know right. that's the song that needs to be there to increase your speed uh, perfect harsh i will say thank you so much for taking this uh, this time to speak with me and uh, and i really i really appreciate it and thank you for your your wonderful uh, clear answers and and your and your thoughts thank you ryan Well, that was that. My chat with Harsh. So, I want to say thank you to Harsh because that was a nice conversation and thanks also to you for listening. And if you're enjoying speaking of Signify, please rate and you know, say this is a five-star podcast and you can give a nice little review and all of those things. Subscribe on your podcast player of choice. And if you're not enjoying speaking of Signify, then I especially appreciate you listening to this which is the very very end that's uh, that's really special of you to, <laughs> to do that if you don't like it speaking of signify is executive produced and hosted by me Ryan Miller the team includes Iman Faruqi Martin Kotmeyer and Fanny Kovacs we get production assistance and sage words of advice from Lloydy James Lloyd and Jonathan Gruber the music is by Sasha Hudemacher This episode is now done and we will be back soon when once again we'll be speaking of signify. Bye.